Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hey guys, rather than do an intro... Let's just start talking because after hours is different, and this is it is different. It is different. It is literally after the show. This is like maybe a minute after the Phantom Menace oddball uh, for you guys listening to this. Whenever you listen to it, we're just gonna whatever, keep back and- forever, forever, forever. I'll be there and you'll be near. Sing that. I forgot the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> I know. Like I was, I just pictured I was in Kmart and I was playing over the the radio. Oh man, I miss I miss Kmart's. Uh, <laughs> is there any left around there? Should no. be one, isn't there? Uh, I don't think we have any more. <laughs> like, I think they completely I closed down. No, we had the big Kmart <laughs> on the avenue, and then we had the other one in like Blackhawk Road, and that's yeah, that's just like that. You said that just like uh, you know the Battle Five are then uh, Mark. Well, remember how fun <laughs> it was? Remember how much fun it was going into the one in uh yeah on Blackhawk? Well, I don't know if you ever did. But on Blackhawk Road, it had the Little Caesars built in where you could actually go sit yep. down and eat. Yep. that was awesome. I remember going in the back, and they had this little like kids TV, and they had Tarzan in there and stuff like that. Dude, it was awesome sitting there yeah. eating pizza and watching that. Oh, so much. You came out, you get your Star Wars toy, you get your pizza, and you leave. And you get the book out. Pretty, pretty dope. Um, our buddy Duststorm says, "What do you think a Spartan's favorite holiday is?" Ooh, <laughs> I think they don't think about holidays much because they're conscripted and just don't do. I wouldn't say as much of a holiday, but I would say grand birthday party. Grand birthday party. <laughs> they love grand birthday parties and they never miss them. They always they're always there in it. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and, and run with that a little bit there, Josh. Okay. I think here'd be a really cool lore uh, lore thing that they could introduce um, because the Spartans were robbed of their childhood and they don't ever actually get to really celebrate holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this like headcanon that like Spartans just they remember each other's birthdays and they like. I don't know. They like a bottle of whiskey or something. Uh, they shout out to each other, or they like they'll carve something into their armor or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe, that's, maybe that's cool. Like their birthday is like uh, just a memory that they're they are still human, despite yeah. how they often have they feel a life like celebration day in a sense. Machines, yeah, no, so that's a cool idea. I think birthday, yeah, birthday, my favorite yeah. holiday. Uh, no, I guess if I had to guess, I think uh, I think I'd probably go with Thanksgiving. I guess if I went with a typical one, just the the sense of of coming together over a table of food. You know, like in the mess hall or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe have a big day out of it. Like, let's take stock of all the Spartans that are still here, and let's raise our glasses to those missing in action, and uh, let's down our let's down our drinks. You know, in their honor. And sounds too, yeah. I mean, sounds too cheery for. I feel I feel like because the more I think about, it, I'm like, man, the Spartans' lives really suck. I mean, they oh they, they do ro- they totally suck. They were Please. robbed. It's they not were the good turned kind. into machines. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, definitely. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with birthday. So birthday and Thanksgiving, we're gonna go. Okay. Um, Great question though. Kilimanjaro. Oh, Kilimanjaro. Besides the podcast, playing video games and watching TV slash movies, what is one activity y'all have done this year to keep your spirits up and keep you sane? I know there have been a bunch of trends of quarantine ba- quarantine baking and reading habits. Have y'all picked up anything in the last year? I love you saying y'all. Huh. Uh, what about you, man? Have you? Oh, it's oh, you're gonna push it over to me, Josh, because literally me and Josh are both just going. I don't think I do anything except watch movies, TVs, and play video games <laughs> and the podcast. No, I mean the, the closest thing um, I probably had, honestly, is at the point I'm at now is where I'm I'm getting back. Like I, I've really missed tabletop role playing. I was. Uh, but when Brian and I started doing the podcast, I was in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign as a player, and then I had started doing, I had started DMing my own Star Wars campaign um, uh, called Edge of the Empire, and it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. But if any, you know, you guys who have ever DM'd a game, you know, it, it is so fly by the seat of your pants, no matter how much prep work you do, because whatever you try to plan out, the players never. They, they go to do things you don't expect and you don't want to limit them and stuff like that. It's all about the fun experience. So um, I've just come back to that and I've really missed sort of the planning and kind of just getting to interact and do the funny voices, the, the improv that's come with that. I think we're trying to find a way um, that we can do that again if we can make that happen. Brian, when, when, when this pandemic is over, if it ever it is, and Brian gets to come to town, best believe, guys, I want to do a Star Wars little one-shot which is basically a one-off adventure, open and shut, and get Brian in as a player, and we get that recorded, get that uploaded, so you guys can get to hear that. If you guys are interested in that, let us know, because it's something we will want to make happen, because Brian will have so much fun. Can I play as a Porg? You can literally, I will let you play as anything you want. You can literally play as a Hut, and you can play as a Killer Ewok, or a Shaman Ewok. You could play Can I be a Jedi Porg? You could be a Jedi Porg. That sounds badass, dude. There's no, there. You know what? It doesn't terrible. matter how hard Ewoks try; they could never be a Jedi. But Porgs can. Porgs find a way, man. Uh, <laughs> that's probably that's probably it for me. Um, but <laughs> I want a shirt now that says "Porgs find a way, man." Porgs find a way. You've heard life finds a way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Look how Porgs do. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, that's about it, though. Because I mean, doing. The, Doing the movie movie reviews is stuff I really got into last year. Um, I, I was kind of always kind of did that, but I really really got into it just uh, because of quarantine and I didn't have as much else to do. And I was like, you know what? I love Brian and I always. It was another thing of like Brian and I's friendship seeping into like my own personal uh, hobbies, I guess, because Brian and I would watch movies and we get into such lengthy discussions. Um, and I was like, you know what? I like talking about this stuff. And Brian and I still today, like Brian will see a rating I give a movie. And he'll be like, okay, I agree with that or I don't agree with that. And then we have a conversation about it. And that's why I like rating them is because it, it fosters conversation. So your guys' support has been awesome and uh, about that. And it actually makes me want to keep doing that a lot more. But um, that's really what I have I guess I've done. But I haven't really picked up some kind of, a, I guess, interesting thing. I'm a rather boring person, guys. Uh, I don't – I keep to myself even though I have so many friends and I'm so grateful for all that. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Brian here in a minute because I'm rambling, but um, I, I'm so grateful for all that, but I don't 
even if the quarantine wasn't a thing, I would definitely be out more, but I wouldn't really, I, I don't really go out and do the typical stuff. I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't do any of the party scene or bar hopping stuff. Um, going to the cinema and then going out to eat after going shopping, taking myself on like shopping dates for some shopping therapy so I can feel fresh to death. Um, you know, hanging out with friends, playing video games, role playing, um, whatever, you know, like just so going to Walmart at 2 a.m. Brian and I would sometimes go to Walmart at like 2 a.m. and go get Taco Bell. And we were nothing, nothing really good ever happens past 1 a.m. But I mean, uh, we were just like, you know, let's just do it. <laughs> and, and so we could just carry our conversation in a different setting. But uh, no, nah, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the boring side, buddy. But uh, hey, I mean, I'm still doing cool things that are keeping me occupied and having a fun time. Definitely a renaissance period of a tabletop. Brian. Over I think yours is more interesting than mine. I think Ooh, that's a yawn. I don't oh, have to cut that out on. or anything. Just let that happen. <laughs> uh, um, I think the the thing I've been doing, the, thing I've been doing the most <laughs> since the pandemic that's different is like this is super boring. I understand, but like just doing random crap with my wife. So like a lot of times we will. So we have a golden doodle. Uh, dog named Leon and he is a therapy dog in training so he has a little vest he wears that says therapy dog in training mm-hmm. and because he has that vest we can take him with us places and so we'll end up it's special access we'll end up going to the mall after I get off work we'll take the dog and like everyone in the mall will just freak out over Leon and want to pet him and everything and the people <laughs> at the people at Hot Topic know us by name and they love Leon and we go there <laughs> just picture the dog in Hot Topic such oh yeah, he spent Le- at least Leon it used is, to be. Remember how different Hot Topic used to be compared to now? I mean, it's is it much different now? I well, mean, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's I back in high school, I was wearing those big um, black like baggy jeans with all the I mean, like, I think 27 it's still the zippers. same, bro. Is it? Yeah, I don't it's know, this, man. Because we we go to Hot Topic two three times a I week. I feel like it was more like metal metal focused and stuff, and now it's like pop culture kind of. It's not. It's it's got like the GameStop mm-hmm. effect. Where well, the, like you go in the front of it and there's all the pop somewhere, you know. I would argue like, that it's always been pop culture, and I understand the metal hey, thing, but you know what? St- we'll say you're play, right because you get out more than I do. <laughs> well, they still play metal music there, but they don't sell music anymore. That's the big difference. But yeah, it's that's all true. the pop culture stuff. Yeah, but places me and Erica go there all the time because Erica's a huge fan of stuff that's usually only sold there, like uh, My Neighbor Totoro and um, Spirited. Spirited. Uh, I might Spirited say, away. Yeah, all the Spirited away. Stuff. Uh, Fruits Baskets, her favorite show of all, like of all time, um, which is a, it's like an What's anime. It Fruits Basket. It's Fruits basically, basket. it's basically about, and I'm doing a horrible. You know, Erica obviously would do it way better. Is it like long- a man? Hang on, is it like a man named Fruits, and he's got a basket? No. And it's a mystery box. Nope. And he goes on adventures, and every time he meets nah. someone interesting, he pulls something from the mystery box, and it changes their life forever. Nah, if it was ways. that, it would probably fail because it'd suck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it sounds like the next like Mister Rogers to me. Uh, I would watch no, it. it's, it's basically like there's a there's a girl who encounters this family, and the family all like change into animals due to their zodiac sign or whatever. Okay. So like one of them's a cat, one of them's a rat. Like they're all all the different zodiacs or whatever. So that's the I definitely like uh, my version of Fruits Basket much better. Yeah, it's garbage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we we uh, we take the dog out, and then uh, something I've I don't know if something's like actually wrong with me or not, but something I've been doing for the last week, maybe two weeks, is I'll come home and I'll sit on the couch and with the, my dog. And I'll get under a blanket, and my wife will play Ghost of Tsushima, and I will fall asleep for four or five hours. 
It's not boring, man. It's I just mean, adulting. It's, it's and it's relaxing. cool to have that, yeah. man. You got you were literally living your happy ending, you know, being having well, been married. It's you not over to West yet, Virginia. Josh. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. That's what I'm trying to get at. There is no such thing as like a real happy ending by that standard. But I just mean like you literally moved away and you went off into the sunset getting married, you know, and now you are just enjoying being married. I well, mean, to give you guys awesome. context, you know, I met I met Josh in person the first time in 2011. And a couple months after we met, Josh had me come over to his apartment to play video games. And I don't remember like how it came up. I think you asked me, I don't know, or maybe I, I started to say something what, myself. Girl talk or like, something? We were just talking about like what we wanted out of life or something mm, like that. And I was yeah. just like, I was just like, oh, I want to get a full-time job. I want to get my own house, my American own place. Dream. And then mm-hmm. I want to get find a wife and get married and have kids. So that was 2011. You know, so it's funny. This this could be encouraging, maybe for people who like don't uh, or don't have what they want yet. But like, so that was 2011. In 2000, uh, actually later that year, uh, the end of that year, I got a full time job, but I didn't stay there too long. I ended up going to another full time job. Did a lot of job hopping because you know it's hard to get a good job. Um, and then I didn't move out until 2013. I moved into an apartment. But I was only there for a couple months until I realized I was not ready to live on my own. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't. I wasn't like very prepared for that. So I ended up moving back with my parents. So it's like you know, come to come 2013, you know, I and also I I lost. I had to quit my job because I I took a full time job at a Walmart freezer. Not not an actual Walmart grocery store. It was like a distribution center. I took a job at a Walmart freezer. Because it was like twenty dollars an hour, and I thought, "Wow, I got to take this." And health insurance and everything, but uh, the whole entire job was twelve-hour shifts in a negative twenty-degree freezer, and I just could not handle it. I'll admit it; I just could not handle it. So I ended up having to quit on the spot. Most people would. Yeah, I had to quit on the spot. So, well, you know, so I was like, when I'm with Josh working part time, I'm telling Josh like, my dream is to have a, a you know, a full time job and a house and a wife and kids and everything. Well, then two years later, I have no job. I live with my parents still uh, after trying to move out, you know, but then come around 2016 or no, so 2015, I got a full-time job that I liked. And then 2016, I got a house and then 2018, I met my wife and then 2019, I got married. So it all worked out eventually. I don't have any kids yet, but hopefully sometime. Sure, it'll happen. Uh, sure, it'll happen. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, that's so, awesome. but There's nothing wrong with that, dude. I think that's cool. I think I think if I was in the same position, I'd probably be doing the same thing because that just sounds fun. I just some, just watching movies nice with my dad. To, just, sometimes it's just, nice to just not like because mostly what I like to do is is consume media. But sometimes it's nice to come home and go. You know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and relax in my warm living room with my wife and dog and do nothing. Yeah. So I'll do it even before I go to bed. Sometimes I'm like legit staying in my bed for like two hours, not realizing, but I'm just literally on my phone on YouTube or something. Yeah, I do that and too. winding down. But I, I mean, that's a little different, but like I get it though. I get it. It's fun to literally not do anything sometimes. Like the other, the other day I was off work. I didn't, and I, I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, what video game am I going to play when I wake up? And then I thought, I don't really want to do that today. And I just didn't. I didn't really do anything. You know, I just, I mean, I was a little productive at cleaning, but like that was it. So, but no, man. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much where we're at with that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, we're, I think, I think by uh, normal standards, like internet standards, Brian and I would be pretty boring people, but I like to think we're pretty interesting people in our own rights. We're, we're both very similar and we're both very different. And that's what makes it fun too sometimes. So, 
I still remember being there in Hy-Vee and Brian is talking to me in the next aisle over. Hy-Vee's a grocery store we used to work at. Yeah, he's asking me what my favorite movie is, and I'm like, The Goonies. That's my favorite film. And he's like, Okay, I don't think I've seen that, but you know, that's you know, I've heard really great things about it, and then I'm like, Yeah, this is an amazing dude, it's so much fun. And oh, blah, the Goonies? Blah, blah. Yeah, I, it was something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Because I, I grew up with the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sorry, but uh, that's okay. But regardless, uh, Brian was very like engaging and stuff like that. And that whole night, I was like, "This is this dude's cool." And I was like, "This place actually doesn't seem that bad to work at." It was really good from what I was coming from. And yeah, we from there literally just were like, I don't know why I'm going into a whole spiel about our friendship, but yeah, dude, it was it was after really cool hours, man. Yeah, we literally just. We literally just found out like we we like to have the same type of conversations. And Brian was like someone who like you know you guys you sometimes have friends. Sometimes you're in a certain thing like you're having a renaissance period with it, and it might only last you a month. It might only last you a week, but you're like really obsessed with that thing. And then you want to talk about it, but then you go to work or you go wherever you go or, or not go, and you don't have really anyone you can talk to in person about it. Or if if you do, you feel like you know it's so unrelevant that they're going to be bored or look at you funny and stuff. But Brian is someone, and I like to think of myself as the same way, that if you know, you're know you into something, we can really engage with that. And Brian and I blend off so well because we're not always in the same shit. But like Brian Brian can be into this one thing. Brian can be so into the Soulsborne series. And like one time I came over and just watched him play it, tried to play it myself. And like I was so sucked in that I eventually bought Bloodborne and stuff like that and tried Dark Souls and whatnot. And like, I mean, it's just... That's just kind of how it goes. It's kind of fun in that way, you know, when people are actually like willing to just kind of like talk let's, about what you're passionate about, yeah, not let's focus kinda, on themselves. Let's kind of let's let's kind of go into that a bit here. So let me just ask you random questions, okay? Okay. Um, so with Star Wars, we'll start with Star Wars here. So now, okay, I want you to be critical because I, don't worry about my feelings because I don't. I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. Critical. As far as where Star Wars stands right now, where <laughs> yeah. Star Wars stands right now with the, the nine film Skywalker saga, and then we got the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian verse that's starting out. Like, what is your, like I said, be critical. You're not going to offend me. What is your thoughts on the sequel trilogy? At, and, and, like, what is your thoughts as all nine films going forward? Is this something that you're going to be able to, like, it's going to be able to just settle in your mind and you're going to okay. be able no, to. Okay, I got a lot to say about this. Good question. Yeah. Um, I think the sequel trilogy premise makes sense. I, you know, just that the, the Empire didn't uh, get completely wiped out. They just didn't decide, oh, hey, Vader and Palpatine are dead, so let's just throw in the towel, guys, and give up. Let's call it a day. You know, it makes sense that they did not do that. Um, and I think that makes plenty of plausible sense. It doesn't make as an exciting story for a lot of people, but it makes logistical sense, I think. Um, well, not not just logistical, but I'm going to say logical. But um, but but both, I guess, apply. Um but I think, I think what's hard about it for me is that it's like there's not they're original in their own right. Something like the Last Jedi is original in its own right. But like, I feel like George was just gonna take it to a different place and 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 give it a reason to have a seven eight nine. Like the story of seven eight nine is the continuance, the sort of like second generation of the Empire and Rebellion and what's come with that. But like I felt like George was gonna take it to a place that really made sense to have to tell that story. And when you hear things about supposedly like the Force and the Chlorians and whatever you hate or think the wills, about stuff, right? It was gonna be about the wills. Yeah, or I'm sorry, the wills. Thank you. That stuff just I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I wanna get 
give up the sequels to get that stuff. I'm not trying to poo poo or put one over the other or anything like that. But I just think, um, as much as I love these movies, these ones were made more for money. And I think, uh, it would have been nice to see, like, I think George, George doesn't need money. Uh, he's got more than he can probably do with, uh, spend and stuff. So I think his, it would have been nice to see, um, a more cohesive version. It was, it was said in the revenge of the Sith, making a book that, you know, and it, George changes his mind all the time. So this might not have ever stuck, but the idea of the opening crawls was supposed to be R2D2 or the wills or something like that, telling the story, you know, through sort of episodes. And it just, it, I don't know if like he would have had a plan to maybe have episode nine end in some way like that, that kind of brought it full circle. So we kind of understand what this whole story of the star Wars saga is and why, who this is being told to maybe, but like, it just would have. I feel like he would have went for something a bit more ambitious that kind of made sense to tell that story. Whereas this is very much um, what we have is very much just a continuation of these stories. You know, like the prequels make sense, and when you look at them chronologically, they make sense. But then I look at the sequels and I'm like, did this need to be told? It didn't, but it's great that we have it. And I mean, I can't take it away when people like you, Brian, love it so much, and that's what brought you in. Brian is someone who like, and I'll let you you run with this, but. Brian is someone who, like, when Force Awakens came out, that opened him up. But then he kind of, he moved on after a little bit of time. And then Last Jedi came out, and it was the same thing. And it was just kind of rinse and repeat for a while. But then lately, like, the last, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but, like, the last couple months, I'd say actually more around Rise of Skywalker, but it's kind of really, like, carried into these last couple months with Mandalorian that Brian was like, okay, I love this stuff. I always fade out of it, but I don't want to fade out of it anymore. And Brian is so into this stuff when i asked him about you know hey let's you know i'm watching the star wars movies with my dad um do you why don't we do some oddballs talking about that he's like yeah that sounds great dude i just watched these not too long ago so uh, over to you man yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it because it's like long answer (laughs) for me personally my two favorite films you know and this is something that haas said on the blue harvest that I, i could think definitely could apply to us but like Haas said he won't rank Star Wars movies anymore because no, he doesn't his, like to. Mm-hmm. His favorite changes all the time. His, his ranking, fair. and I feel like that could happen for me too. But like, I really feel like the, I feel like the 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 two movies that are my favorite are is the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, just because the Force Awakens is the one that pulled me into a deeper fandom. And then when Last Jedi came out, Making your first steps into a much larger world. Yeah, and then when Last Jedi came out. I left the theater like everyone else, scratching my head on a few things, going, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Yeah. But even even the night of seeing The Last Jedi and knowing that I had issues, <laughs> I was so I was so Sorry, compelled guys. to see it again. Yeah. So I went back and saw it the next day, and then I ended up seeing it again and again. I think I saw it four times. Two of those times I think it was by myself because I just could not stop thinking about The Last Jedi. I just... I thought it was such a thought-provoking movie. I still had problems with it. I still wondered why decisions were made. But you liked it. But man. yeah. But I liked it. Sure. And then as years have went on, and then asked, and then once Rise of Skywalker came out and gave us that context of, because I went and saw Rise of Skywalker, I liked it too, and I saw it twice, and then I was done. And I, once I had that context and that finality, I was like, okay, I'm gonna look back here, and it's like, wow, I really loved the Last Jedi, despite any problems it has. I really mm-hmm. loved it. And I already knew I loved The Force Awakens. And Rise of Skywalker, I think it has so many good parts in it. I just think it kind of fails as a film overall. 
Uh, it's just, That's it doesn't, fair. I don't think I disagree, even though I yeah. still, I love it, but I, I hate it at the same time. Yeah. I like it, but it also, it, it, cause here's my thing is the, the rise of Skywalker, it, it ruins. Okay. I don't want to say ruins because ruins implies it's, I'm being objective here. I think it harms, it severely harms the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Like it. It simultaneously harms the entire saga. It's not, it's not beneficial for anyone. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you're a sequel, I'll fan, say this is an optimist. Yeah, I can tell that they had every intention to make that movie be the best thing they could. I can tell by the score. I can tell by just the characters and yeah. just how they tried to have things from sort of every era in a way. And I mean, not Force Ghost Anakin, but you know, we don't have to talk about that. I, I just, I just, I just think like. <laughs> They, they tried. Couple, you, a couple you of their decisions were baffling, and of course, the one the one for me that I, I I don't know if I'll ever be able to just let it go. Which, in a sense, I will because I don't. I, these things are fake, and I don't care that much. It's just it's just a movie, you know. But as far as like if we're gonna get into critiques, I'm Ray probably always Palpatine, are you gonna say that. Yeah, I'm probably always gonna be upset with Ravi and Palpatine because it, it, it I don't it it only I feel like seems, you're getting to the point where you probably like. You not liking Ray as a Palpatine is like your version of me being upset and not ever being able to really like get past there not being a Force Ghost Anakin. I think you so. Know, that's like your version so. of that. Yeah. Because it's not even the thing is I don't even buy it. You know, when I watch the movie, I think to myself, "You made changes after the Last Jedi that don't fit, and now we're trying to believe it." So, and it's not a like I've said before, it's not a headcanon thing. It's like it's if somebody asked me is Ray a Palpatine, I'm gonna say yeah. There's the ninth movie, you know, announced that she is a descendant of Palpatine. Her, her, her father's a clone. Descent that is nuts. the truth. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, I'm not going to pretend it's not. I'm just saying that that is not what it was going to be in The Last Jedi, and it just doesn't work for me. So, and then, of course, you know, Anakin's sacrifice and bringing balance with Palpatine. And I know they've tried to work around that and stuff. But, it kind of bugs me. I think the only thing that kind of bugs me a little is that it's not technically Palpatine, it's like a Palpatine clone. And I don't think that's wrong, because, I mean, I love how expanded universe, like, 90 Star Wars, it, it feels. Um, so I, I kind of don't hate it, but I also, it's just like, it's like, man, I, I almost wish that was somehow, even though the damn Death Star blew up, the second Death Star blew up, like, I almost just wish if you're going to have Palpatine, have it just somehow be him, you know? Like, well... I will I know say, there's ways around that, but like his essence when, and stuff. But. When he was announced to be in the movie, I thought, I can't believe Palpatine had sex with someone. But after they made him a clone, I realized I would have preferred that because now you're telling me <laughs> that is, is Ray is Ray 50% clone? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that that's ridiculous to me. You know, I that's just crazy don't buy to think it. about. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't buy it at all. So, uh, yeah, that's upsetting. But so I guess. It's, it's, it's hard because, like, my two favorite films are in the sequel trilogy. Nothing wrong with that, man. But I also feel like with The Rise of Skywalker concluding it the way it did, it very much feels like, you know... Sour grapes? It well, It's the most unessential trilogy. Oh, yeah, I mean... Of the three. It is, and I agree with that, but it's like, it's one of those things, you know, I don't bring up or I won't put out on social media because it's like people are going to jump on that shit and be yeah, like... Yeah, Someone will retweet it who doesn't know me. And use it as a way to sort of base his yeah. hatred of that shit on there. And I'm like, man, I don't want to facilitate that. And that's the thing is you can't tell like where people are coming from on Twitter. Because look at me. I, I'm somebody who my two favorite films are from the sequels. And I basically just said it was the most unessential trilogy. I mean, because yeah. it's just... Well, it's just it'll, I look forward to when it gets, you know, 
to a point in time when you're not having to say i love these but i understand you know like i've had to do with the prequels for so yeah. long because that's where you're at now so i'm just i'm wondering though, and if, if we eventually get a 10 11 12 i wonder i like to i like to wonder about what those could do to make this trilogy seem more cohesive or, or, or work better yeah i don't know because you know, it's I, tough I really, because I don't I mean, even like, mind Palpatine coming back as much. It's just the whole everything with Ray was screwed up. I honestly just like I'm not saying you got to go back and you got to be you know do revision of shit and change anything or give me some Abrams cut or or whatever. I just think it would be cool to have an episode ten that could really conclude some of the subplots that were left over. Find a way to marry that into an overarching story that sort of feels like a sort of bookend because Rise of Skywalker just didn't the message felt good and it in its own way it felt like a good bookend that basically it's not you know it's not about your family it's not about your lineage it's about you know who you choose to be with and that makes you know considering like they say that but then it also feels like they're saying it is about your lineage because i know it's palpatine because palpatine and- no i get that i get that that's fair but i'm like you have the whole thing with like finn and shit and like the implied for at first you're thinking you're what if you don't have any context of spoilers before the movie you're watching it thinking he wants to confess that he's got a crush on her, you know, because we saw that in Force Awakens. And then, like, his whole, like, motivation in Last Jedi at first is to get back to Rey, you know. And then in this movie, he's like, I got to tell you something. But I do feel like by the end of Last piece. Jedi, it was kind of established that he, they were more friends. And well, like, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you end up finding out that what he really wants to tell her is he's, like, he's got Force powers and shit. So that never, nothing ever comes of that. It's just so weird. And then you have this implied past romance with um, Poe and I'm totally forgetting her name I love her um, Corey Bliss Corey... Zori Bliss Zori Bliss thank you oh my gosh um, yeah so I mean and that didn't you have the, the celebration scene where he like looks at her and he's like hey you want to go smash and she's like mm. she's like nah man and I'm like why do you leave on that note like it's funny but like this is the end of nine films and this is how and then Chewbacca getting a medal God, was that fan service at its worst? That was so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, it's been a, a long a running cut. joke. He already got it at like the movie awards. Like we don't need to have this shit in the movie, guys. Come on these these movies should not be aware of us. We should be aware of the movie. It shouldn't be the other way around. It's so it was ridiculous to do that, and yeah. they should feel bad for that one. <laughs> like, but you know what? I'll say this: they meant well. They had good intentions. It's just like, come on. Guys, there was never a conversation about Maz Kanata talking about Chewie. Yeah, she's got a crush on him. But, like, they're eventually going to tell the story now in the comics about how, like, at some point those two were sitting down and Chewbacca's bitching about how he didn't get his medal. And Maz is like, if I ever find one, you know, it's yours, buddy. You know, you know I'd do anything Didn't she say you. it was, like, Leia meant to give it to him or something? Uh, something that like that. But I'm like, okay, that's a lie because Leia probably... Leia, Leia lived a long life. So, like... She had a lot of time to give him that medal. She could have given it to him any time, yeah. but she didn't. So, yeah, I guess I guess I'm just kind of like, uh, it was, this wasn't meant to be like a let's me, man. She's like, come on. I mean, let's 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 be real about this. She looks. She, the majority of what she knows of Luke is someone who is, uh, you know, pretty much practicing misanthropy. Uh, or no, is that the right word? Yeah, he just has this like general. Um, not hatred, but he's just so negative. He's just so negative. And he eventually brings her back. Or she I'm sorry, she brings him back. But by that point in time, she's on crate. He's not. And 
the next time, the only time she sees him again is when he's a force ghost for like, I mean, let's say real life time for them is probably maybe like an hour. She might've been on that Island shit, you know, shooting the shit with him and that's it. So, I mean like yet she goes back to Tatooine and it's just hard for me to get that logic. Like this person, she barely knew. Yeah. He did change her. He, he helped change her trajectory and life and everything and help give her the motivation. But I'm like, man, this person you barely knew, you know, I, th- I can think of a lot of people in my life who maybe kind of had their own Luke Skywalker influence on me in a way in that short amount of time. And I think as much as I care about them and, and remember them, um, you know, how do I know that they were from tattoo this one specific place uh, on earth? And then I'm going to go like back there. I feel like it there. would be pretty, see, I don't know. No, I, I don't just, at all discredit your opinion. It's, it's I, the time jump. The it's same. like, it's what's going on. Like it, it suddenly just like, she's on Tatooine. She's got these dual wielding light. She's got, she's got a double bladed lightsaber and it's yellow. The first time we see a yellow one, what's the story behind that? And then she buries those lightsabers. And I mean, it would have been, look, it would have been kind of hilarious if Tuscan Raiders were like, what are those? That one looks really familiar. Who are you? We're we're gonna leave now. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I, you I, killed our family. Your opinion is is totally valid, but I that's actually, I sound like I'm so hateful that I don't mind it. It, it, it didn't bother me at all that she went back to Tatooine. I feel like it was probably pretty obvious at that point that Darth Vader had come from Tatooine and his son was also from there. I, I it wasn't a stretch for me. I also I also like Ray Skywalker. I just wish that it was her saying Ray Skywalker when she was nobody and not I'm a I'm a Skywalker instead of a Palpatine like this doesn't work but I was okay with that ending. I, I guess mean, I like whole- it in the sense that she's she sees that the Skywalkers were like a flawed people who had good intentions and they always came out like it was more so the guys that had the that that were flawed but the, those guys always came out they they went out um doing the best they could and really helping and saving someone yeah. that they cared about. It do, and it that's really like, cool. It doesn't feel like, uh, I don't, I don't want to blame anybody specifically like Chris Terrio and then JJ. I, I don't know. It didn't really feel like they completely understood what it meant to end the series. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe because not. Because also Chris Terrio says behind we'll the scenes, about- Chris Terrio says behind the scenes, he's like, these movies were always about the Skywalkers and Palpatines. And I'm like, get out of here. It was never about the Palpatines, bro. Like, stop. It was about like, the Palpatine. It was about uh, it was about the Skywalkers, and Palpatine was the bad guy. It wasn't a family story about the families of I'm Palpatine sure that's what he meant, though. You know, it's hard to take those. Like, you think of some know. of the things we say and we listen but to. But I guess I like, wasn't trying to – I wasn't bringing this up to try to, like, start dogging. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't. Want on it. it sounds like I, I guess it, I don't hate it. I guess my thing is just where do we go from here? We know we know that they're filling in the gaps and they're doing High Republic and, and stuff like that. But like, well, where I would does like to series- see in terms of sequel trilogy era type stuff between Mando and whatever else they want to fit in that timeline before uh, Force Awakens and after Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I would well, especially after Rise of Skywalker, I would like to see stories that are more optimistic again. You know, and uh, because I. My my own personal um, displeasure with the sequel trilogy is just how depressing it is. And when you watch the films, these characters you knew and love that did great things and had such highs are now having such lows, and they die so um, in such depressing ways. You know, Han being killed by his own son, Luke dying alone on a planet, even though he's saving everyone and helping them escape. But you know, he he had this. 
he had this whole, you know, all these, these what, nine years or whatever it was that he just kind of spent um, just kind of hating life and kind of hating himself for what he did. And then you have Leia. I mean, an ob- it, it's obvious, you know, out of out of story what happened. But, like, in story, you know, she just feels like it's her time and kind of has a Padme kind of moment of, like, heartbreak. And it's, it's just her time to go. And that's also kind of what pulls Kylo back. And it's just – it's so sad. They all kind of, like, die – alone like imagine han solo falling and what his last thoughts are probably as he's falling to his death i mean just the shock it's 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 so sad so i'd like to see since the movie of rise of skywalker ends on such a high note uh, of optimism i'd love to see them carry that and I agree. kind of help enhance the sequel trilogy to show to show to, to better complement the progression that yes things did start out really depressing and bad and you're seeing just the residualness. So, I guess of the my question originals. for you, Josh, is yeah. like, how would they tell on episode ten? Who would be the villain? Who would be? The, what would be the cl- the struggle? Well, see, for me, uh, okay, you gotta has you to be a gotta struggle. have it for that kind of movie. But I don't even think you need to. You don't always have to have an antagonist. You can still have these characters have motivations. Um, it, that you don't have to have one central big bad guy. Okay, so and well, I don't think you need to open a Pandora's box of like new villains and stuff like that. I don't know. I think honestly, I what well, here's what I would do. I'd probably say. If someone said, we're going to hire you and we want you to help with this writer to to co-write um, this draft and script for an episode 10 we're going to do, I would get George Lucas. I'd find a way to get him and I'd have him consult and I'd say, look, man, I want to take what ideas you had for that overarching story, what your like agenda was with that, and I want to find a way to fit it within this canon so it doesn't conflict with this, but it also marries that so we feel a sense of conclusiveness with it and wrap that up. And... Look, I mean, he said stuff about Darth Maul and Darth Talon and all this stuff. I'm not talking about the crime syndicate stuff for you guys who know about that. I'm not talking about um, necessarily midichlorians or, or will stuff, but I think the wills thing would be the best thing to do. That could be its own MacGuffin, you know, a driving force, you know, uh, something to that effect. I just, the Rise of Skywalker ends on such a good note and it has, it does try to have a good message, but it doesn't really feel conclus- uh, conclusive. You know, in terms of wrapping up, like by the you watch the sequel trilogy and trying to get to the end, but the end isn't really worth the squeeze of that whole experience. And I think that's what like Brian says, you know, he loves those first movies, but he's able to kind of separate it because he enjoys Rise of Skywalker, but it it almost kind of retroactively messes so much with what comes before because it because of what happens in context and the pacing, everything happens so fast, and then when it's over it still doesn't slow down and it doesn't feel conclusive. So by the end, you're kind of scratching your head thinking you almost just watched a side quest rather than a full fledged main quest. If that makes sense. Well, and it, I, once again, I, I, I always say, I don't want to be somebody who's like, what if, or had they done this or okay. I liked this better, I, but we're just going that way on this. I after. feel like, I feel like the duel of the fate script actually worked for the nine films much, much better. You're probably right. But I will say for one, those always go through, multiple drafts for sure and then two i actually myself thought okay this is cool but even that i mean it's different when it's fully realized but even that i don't think would have like it didn't feel conclusive enough to me like coruscant was cool i feel like i feel like what the duel of the fate script did for me is it it made it seem like this was a full story about the grandkids of the original and whereas now it feels more like 
a hodgepodge of trying to wrap the yeah. prior two trilogies. It's a shame he didn't one. get to tell his own story. I mean, I, I look, I like there is so much to get that we got with Rise of Skywalker that it's you don't want to lose it. But man, it's just it kind of it kind of sucks not getting to see that um, experience be told just because he was he was one of the three that was planned to be there from the get go pretty much, and it would have been nice to see that realized and nice to go back to Coruscant even if it looked like shit. You know, you didn't have to tell a prequel story, but just have a, have it set in a prequel place to really feel like everything coexisted. You know, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's what's a the, weird hot take subject. I have, Josh, let's hear it. And I, I'm saying it here because I don't think I, I've wanted to say this for a while, but if you put it on Twitter, it just, yeah. it, it gets bad stuff. I don't know why I sound like a frog. Yeah. I, I actually personally legitimately enjoy watching the entire Rose and Finn, Casino, Casino, Canto, Bite. I love all. I, I enjoy watching that more than the entirety of everything that happens on Endor and Return of the Jedi. I love Endor, so I don't feel the same. But I do well, actually I, I still don't think like. Anybody feels the same. I still honestly. like the Canto Bite stuff. Like that's the biggest criticism. That is not the biggest problem in that movie, but it always falls prey to it, and it, I feel bad for. I feel bad for. Um, Oh my God. You know, I forget Kelly her name. Tran. Yeah, thank you. I love Kelly. Um, but I feel bad for her and John and stuff like that for all that. My biggest problem is honestly the G- DJ thing. Literally. He's like, he's there and he's not. It is so, he is literally, of all 11 Star Wars films, he is the sore thumb of that entire saga for me. You forget that he is a part of it. And when he's brought up, you imagine his role in Last Jedi. You're picturing him in your mind. And then you think, well, I mean, take it or leave it with him. Like he, he kind of fulfilled I mean, his purpose in that story. But when you think about it, actually, in the full context of nine films, he had a significant role that went nowhere. I, I blame JJ, not Rian, for that. Oh, well, I don't blame Rian at all. I, I mean, if I'm because gonna, I, bl- like- I don't want to blame. I don't want to point the finger. But if I am, I'm gonna point it at JJ because it does seem to elude that they may run into him again. But that doesn't. I mean, matter. think think about this. Rian was like, I'm going to introduce two of my characters. I'm going to, or three of my characters. I'm going to introduce Holdo, Rose Tico, and DJ. Um, Rose Tico, big player. Holdo died. DJ was set up for something. And then JJ was like, I don't want to use Kelly Marie Tran. I don't want to use DJ. Here's Zori Bliss and here's Janna. Yeah. And I like which Jana I love. Zori Bliss. I love. Yeah, I was gonna say I love both of them too. But 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 you just you're creating new characters in the final act, and I just didn't need to. We already had characters there. You know, I I tried so hard to find this, Josh. I could not find it. I saw a brief clip of Stephen Colbert had um, JJ and a bunch of the cast on his show, mm-hmm. and Stephen Colbert asked JJ live. He says, "Is everyone up here, including?" Kelly Marie Tran, major uh, major players in Rise of Skywalker have main roles, and JJ goes, I, I, "Why would you ask that? That's so rude." And I saw that clip, but I can't find the video. Oh, I don't know. Because basically, Stephen Colbert called because Stephen Colbert is a huge fan of uh, Kelly Marie Tran, and he's constantly been an advocate for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll depressing. say this, and that's probably a tough question to answer on the spot. Because in one hand. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't with that. You know? Yeah. You can't really like if he says if he if he sits there and he's like, Yeah, then everyone's gonna be like, No, you were a liar and you lied to us and you should feel bad. And then if he's like, Well, yes and no, because blah 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 blah, then 
people are still going to come out of that being pissed about the fact that, yeah. like, why did you do that? And then that's going to become the conversation. All right, Josh, one last topic to segue us out with one last question. Sure. Sound good? Yeah, man. Um, so, Josh, Halo. It's a thing we talk about from time to time. Um, do you... What's, what's the Halo game you despise the most? Just overall. That's a hard word, I guess. Harsh word, but the the game you care least about. It's still Halo 4, even though I love it. But uh, I'm almost more inclined to say ODST because it's it's so good it makes me want more, but it's the only Halo like sort of full-fledged like, like first-person shooter title that doesn't have like a, its own multiplayer. I mean, I'm not counting Firefight. I'm talking about actual like Carnage Slayer and all that type of stuff, but um, it was so good it made me want more. And that's kind of like it's just tough because I always feel like the moment, the same moment I'm entering that game, and that same moment I'm also leaving that game. Like I'm already done, and I just wanted more from it, and it was great. So it's it kind of sucks in that way. But Halo Four for me is just like it is so self-contained because I mean, what I love about Halo Five I wouldn't have got if it weren't for Halo Four, but. Uh, I just I like the multiplayer like more than Combat Evolves, for example. But I still don't resonate with it. It's just the one Halo I don't have as much nostalgia for. I yeah. do in a you way you weren't there for it. I, really. The nostalgia I have for Halo Four is honestly through talking to you, and then honestly it'll end up being doing the retrospective with you and Alex. But like in terms of just the game experience, the hype, I didn't really have it for that. So I'm a it's. As much as it's a black sheep of the Halo series, I guess I guess I have a black sheep experience with that. Do you think, in your personal opinion, do you think um, there's been more lore story sins committed in Halo or Star Wars? Oh, Star Wars, definitely Star Wars in the old canon and stuff. I mean, it just got. You're saying like well, like I meant lore? like current day canon. Current day, like, like in, do you mean just in terms of like quantity? No, no. I'm saying which one is hurt more. Oh, which one is hurt more? Oh, I'd say I'd probably say Halo. I'd say Halo. Current canon Star Wars has been very consistent, and it's done a great job. It's it's it really really has compared to how they handled the old canon. They didn't know what they were doing, and everyone just kind of did their own thing. But uh, I think Halo's tried to get there, but it has it has jumbled out at times. I think, and I see Star Wars falls under this too. But I think Halo honestly releases too many books. I think it does. I think you shouldn't. Oh. You should. You should maybe like have one every couple every couple years or one a year or something. But sometimes it gets two or, or more, even depending on the year. And um, it has slowed down. It has slowed down. But I mean, like we just came off Shadows of the Reach, and then this this other one I'm blanking on right Point now. Point of light. And I know people are excited for that. And I don't. You know, I don't want to take that away from people. Um, I'm definitely going to be. Checking it out in some fashion, whether I do read it or whether I probably, you know, look at the the wiki article to kind of get the context. Um, I don't want to take that away from people who really, really like that stuff. But, dude, I just... I don't know. It just doesn't... Um, what's the word? It's like... Yeah. Oh, my God. What is, what is the word when you get to, too much in you? It's too much. What is the... I'm just blanking on the word. Or... Not overwhelmed. I don't know. But anyway, it just feels like uh, you get stretched thin a bit with, with so much. Like, 
you sometimes don't know where to start. You know, it's this, and, and Star Wars falls prey to that too. You know, it's like if you're a Star Wars fan and you're saying, I've never read the books, what book do you guys think would be a really good one to start with? Everyone has different opinions. And then there's so many, it almost becomes daunting. You don't have yeah. just a few books to really get in and kind of pick from that small sphere. But, uh, but I guess, I don't know. I mean, would you say, like, it's, does it seem harder to take Halo forward after Halo 5 or harder to take Star Wars forward after Rise of Skywalker? Mm. I think there is much more potential um, and less of an issue with Halo or continuing after Halo 5, like telling more stories with that. And I think there's more, it's more difficult with Rise of Skywalker, I think, because for one, Halo 5, the you know, Cortana's now the big bad evil guy of the galaxy, and you still have a story to tell with that, and, and how that, how everyone adapts and reacts, but with uh, Rise of Skywalker, it's like, it's kind of done. You know, you can really do, you can do some slice of life stuff, like Finn's, you know, with the Force, and maybe her training him, kind of like you saw in the, the Lego Holiday Special, you yeah. can do some kind of like simple stuff like that, but I don't, uh, I think to sort of really continue that more in a sort of main event kind of way, you have to really introduce another bad guy, so... What about you, okay, man? Okay, Josh, we'll get, I guess we got one more question now from Kilimanjaro. So we have two oh, nice. questions, and then we'll get out of here. Kilimanjaro says, what is the map you'd want 343 to remake, and what would be the biggest surprise remake map if they had to make one? I think for Josh, the biggest surprise remake map would be Gemini. Do not like Gemini, guys. It's not a good <laughs> Gemini map. sucks. It's not a, it, it isn't a good map. Look, if, if you have fun on that map, that's totally awesome. I have had fun on that map. You know, I love getting the overshield. I love the brute shot battles that happen outside the main room, you know, at the top. But it is just not a good map for its uh, its lack of symmetricalness. And it is very dark. And I'm not talking like... That can be fun. Backwash is a level that did dark right. But it is just not fun. What's well, a map you want? Well, it's, I'm sorry. It's not. It's fun. But it's just not... It's not very fun in a competitive sense. And I just don't... Damn, does it, it... When I played the map pack, guys, it was just... That was the one that stood out as the, the sore thumb. I was like, hey, you know, 9 out of 10, basically, you, you nailed. But this one is like, man, you really shit the bed on this one. But hey, it's good because it helps you appreciate the ones that are there that are good. But if you like it, I don't mean to poo-poo on your guys' opinions and thoughts. But for me personally, Gemini sucks. What's the one you want for, for Infinite? Oh, man. Well, the one I want is I, I want a Valhalla remake. But I mean, if I'm like really having to dig for something that maybe not as expected, I'd like to see High Ground. I'd like to see uh, Terminal. Oh, dude, Terminal, Terminal, Terminal would be cool. Yeah, Terminal. Brian just brought it to my Brian brought brought that shit back to me. Yes, Terminal, Terminal dude. Look, fun. Valhalla, love it. But Terminal, I have not been on in a long time. I have to go boot up Halo 2 from 2004 in a Master Chief collection. Josh is making that ooh, ta -ta face with Terminal. And it's like, ooh. oh man, it's like, oh man, it's just, it's so fucking yeah. good when I play on that map. I literally, think about it guys, you're starting on that shit and you're like, okay, so you're starting in the base with the Warthogs. Where do you want to go? You can go straight ahead, right? You can just charge up that road. You can go down below into that crevice, sort of under the main platform, you know, in, in the mid area, kind of the middle of the map. You can try to get on the tram by going up top where the turret is. You can go off to the left that has that little side passage so you don't have people from the BR, you know, the garage tower sort of shooting you and trying to pick you off. Or you can even go in there and try to go through that way. And on the inverse, you have so many options to how you want to navigate. The player agency in that map is fantastic. Going and just getting run over 
by the terminal itself is hilariously fun because especially when you're really playing competitively one flag or you're playing just regular big team battle and that happens imagine trying to run with that flag brian and i have done that before we're trying to go back with time to play halo after this right no man but that sounds i'm making it sound great it does sound great but uh Uh, last question we're gonna get out of here last question we're gonna get out of here jondon says we've had equipment before in halo 3 and we've been shown two equipment items thus far for infinite what are some ideas you can think up of new equipment for infinite that is something we haven't seen before for instance having a droppable teleporter where you have to drop both nodes which would allow for so many travels so the two they've shown us is the drop shield and the grapple shot so what's one you'd like to see Okay, if I was going to play, I got two things for this, and they're not my own ideas, actually. Like you mentioned the, the teleporter thing, I love the idea. Like imagine, imagine a teleporter that doesn't work the same way we've imagined. But like, let's say I have we're playing oddball, and Brian is running up to me on the opposing team, and he's shooting at me, and I drop that down. Like I'm just staring, looking at Brian, and Brian's probably thinking, why is he just standing there? Boom! I drop this portable shield, and suddenly I go like through the map, but then I actually show up somewhere else. It's just a nice, like, almost middle finger moment of, you know, you almost, you, you thought you had me, but you don't. Um, I don't know. That could be fun. But then somebody, I think it was Lone Tech Wolf. I can't remember in the Discord who said it. Um, but they mentioned, like, almost like a freeze ray gun, kind of. And I thought, dude, how hilarious would that be for custom games? Imagine, like, people taking the map and almost making it so, like, you're on, you're on ledges. And you're like surfing down with freeze ray guns, having to, mm. you know, either freeze people that are next to you, almost like snowboarding, and you can push one another off the cliff. I mean, just have some fun with that, you know. There's so many different options you could do if you're sliding around the map constantly. Or, hey, if I throw a grenade at a warthog that's coming up toward me and the damn turret's shooting at me on coagulation, and or, or they don't see that they have this freeze trap planted. I mean, it sounds ridiculous on that map, but like, just bear with me. You throw that down. They run over it, and that thing spirals out of control and crashes, and they had the freaking flag. And now you just, as a player, see this warthog that has sort of crashed and burned, and now here's the remnants of that uh, experience and that story, and go get that flag or go get the weapons and stuff. I just think that sounds fun. The thought of seeing a a Spartan slip and slide and maybe bust his ass sounds fun. Are they going to do that? No. But would that be hilarious to me? Yeah, hell yeah. It's hard to think of one because the idea behind equipment is it's supposed to affect both sides evenly, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. So I don't know because I've thought of ones where I'm like, oh, that doesn't really affect both sides. Because I was thinking, what if they did like, because everybody hated armor lock and reach, but what if they had an armor lock like... um, like lock, like Chief uses on lock in Halo Five, like a thing that just makes him kind of just like get stuck in yeah. his spot. Well, but have it be like, like maybe you pick it up and you can use it, but if you don't use it right, it locks you up instead. So then it goes, it affects both sides. I still want the yeah, I like no, that'd be definitely cool. I I still like the idea of a sort of grapple, like you know, like you. You're sneaking up on somebody, and it's not just an assassination, you know. I mean, you can have that by all means, but let's say, let's say I'm 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 running up to Brian. I have no weapons, and I'm just charging straight at him. I want to be able to somehow tackle him because Spartans do stuff like that in the books. I would love to tackle him. Brian still have the opportunity to turn it around, but I'm, you know, I have some momentum with me and, and can try to knock him out. You know, why can't I do something like that? What about an equipment item that changes, makes it so? 
the radar shows all your teammates as enemies and all your enemies as teammates for everyone. Everyone is swapped. Oh, yeah, that for could everybody. be a play, a better play on the radar jammer than what it was. Yeah, because it's just like suddenly, suddenly, like yeah, you're not only you made the other team screw up, but now you're also seeing your your allies as red dots. So it, it yeah. affects both no, sides. Definitely throw you off, throw you off sometimes in the heat of battle for sure. Okay, Josh, we got two questions coming in late here. We got one from Mikey Cosplay that says, "What is your favorite weapon out of the update?" Um. It's not my favorite weapon, but I like how they changed the Hydra to look like a normal UN yes. weapon. Yes, someone was talking about that. Um, oh God, I can't remember. I want to give credit to him, but somebody was talking about it, dude, and I completely agree with what they said. But it was just nice to see it like kind of get a better design that made it look like it makes more sense. It looks like it, it looks like it was created. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Bungie for this, but it looks like it was created by Bungie. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, fine, I'm doing like a terrible was, job of explaining of a, yeah. a pair. No, definitely the Hydra. Said, but I mean, definitely, I'm going to go with the Hydra 2 on that. And Final I, question is from I our like boy Oni BB. He says, I'd be curious to hear what you and Josh's dream job or career paths are and where you'd like to see yourselves in the future, where the podcast fits in, and maybe some long-term future planning for the podcast you guys have. What's an idea for the community that you guys thought up but changed your mind on and why? That's like three questions. Yeah, let's start with the first one. Get, re, run me through. What's a, what's a, what's uh, the first one? Future, like future dream job, career path. What about you? Why don't you go first? Well, I think we're – I have a feeling we're both going to be pretty disappointing for you. But uh, for <laughs> me, all I ever wanted, my dream from being a kid was to – find a, a woman and marry her and have a family. No, oh, that's and romantic, so, man. That's so awesome. I, I got married uh, almost two years ago, and I don't have a kid yet, but, you know, we have our life here with our, our house and our dog. And you guys are married. So that's... You guys love one another. <laughs> that's been my only dream. Um, I didn't go to college, and I don't have any particular, like, quote-unquote skills in, like, the traditional... Uh, fashion you'd call them so I don't really see where I could do anything particularly interesting with with a career unless I went to school which I have no plans to do because I absolutely hate and despise school um, but uh, I guess if I could choose what to do with the, with the career I think I'm really sociable I think I'm good at talking to people you are if I could use Definitely. that if I could use that in some way as my job where it wasn't physical labor that I made my money doing, which is what I do now, it's it's my personality yeah. and my conversation, <laughs> that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's – I, I right hey, work at a hospital. if we get paid to do Sacred Icon and just pump out episodes daily and be in a, a radio show booth building. I mean, thing. yeah, if we actually made enough money yeah. for us both to live. Hey, Brian would, and I getting to hang out every single day. And we just, do eight just hours get of podcasting seven days a week. Yeah, it'd be like almost like a radio show in that way. Yeah, but, but um, what about you, Josh? Uh, I, I've always wanted to be an actor. Uh, for, well, first thing I wanted to be that was a real job that wasn't like a Power Ranger or a Jedi was a paleontologist. I think that would be fascinating. Um, so that's, that's it's tough to not pick that one, but I think an actor. I think it's just fun getting to, to role play different characters, getting into the psych of them. You know, you kind of get out of your own element and through that you learn a lot more about yourself. And I just think um, there's obviously flaws and cons to it, but I just you, 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 you meet new people. And uh, you get new experiences and you get like free training, basically. Imagine like I've, I've never done snowboarding, but then suddenly I'm in a movie where I have to be a snowboarder and I have to go take lessons. Or maybe uh, I'm terrible with my eating habits and then this movie requires that I look jacked and then I get my own personal trainer. Boom. I'm in much better shape, you know, so like there's those benefits that kind of come with the job and stuff like that. So and I, I but I just I don't know. I, I just it's fun to to 
that's I feel like being an actor is probably the closest thing an adult has to your your sense of childhood imagination. So I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. Um the next I feel like all of our answers are gonna be like less than like kind of disappointing. But nah, the next he one just is, wants to know. Yeah. Uh where the podcast where does the podcast fit and maybe some long term future planning for the podcast you guys have. In my opinion, I think Josh is gonna be on the same page. I think what we've mostly learned in the last year is that the the best thing we do is offer quality content between me and Josh's friends talking about Halo and other things we love, and we want to keep doing that. And I think the last year has taught us that we want to hone in on that and not try to expand. Um, because because we realized we didn't start this to make money or make it a career. We're not trying to be the biggest, best Halo influencers. We're not trying to compete with YouTubers. And, as- well, and you just feel the need to cover... You feel the need to cover the the topical things when they're relevant, when that's what's yeah. like really vibing. Like imagine us guys when Halo Infinite gets its next gameplay footage reveal, and instead of talking about that, we're gonna go talk about something from Halo Three. It just you don't feel like you can do that, and you also don't want to in a way. But like, yeah. you don't feel like you can. And it's it, it's not to say that that's a problem. It's not to say we would need reassurance on that because I think we could do something like that, and you guys would still enjoy it, which means a lot. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I just think we're Josh and I really aren't interested in the hu- super reactive community, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they they showed off the back of a pistol's ammo. It's like ah, I don't, you know, it's whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm and, look, and, guys, I'm I'm 32 years old, and if, if people are still doing this in their 40s, 50s, or older, that's awesome, and there's nothing wrong with that. At 32 years old, though, I have spent so long kind of like grasping that stuff with like star wars or halo or other things of just like the littlest bits of information that come out so when something does i do get excited about it regardless of as long as it's a phantom i'm interested in but like i kind of just the older i'm getting the more i'm like okay i want to wait for the more concrete stuff to really dive in because i just if it doesn't feel as much worth my time and like we kind of learned that doing the podcast when we were kind of covering all the little bits of news that were coming out and we kind of realized like Bron and I excel more talking about Halo and other stuff when we're literally just kind of we're flying a little like we have notes but we we, we fly by the seat of our pants kind of let the conversation take us where we want rather than kind of force us to talk about specific I aspects think it's like safe to the Battle Royale thing when that was topical and I go back to that because we just didn't we didn't really care to but we did it because it felt relevant and it was worth talking about in a way for a time but uh, it just doesn't um go ahead Brian. No, I think it's safe to say like we don't Josh and I don't need these monthly updates. Of course we welcome them. It's completely fine they're doing it. And we're going to read them but like uh like Josh said we want we're not we're we're old enough now that we don't really care. We don't need the drip feed like we want the concrete. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. We want the concrete content yeah. when it comes out. So like if they show a big gameplay trailer or whatever, we're going to be all about that. We're going to watch it several times. We're going to podcast about it, talk about it. But this little stuff, you know, the game comes out in the fall. Like, when it gets like, here, it gets here, you know? It's like it's – it doesn't honestly have as much to do with – it's not like a Halo thing. Like, uh, the next – whatever the next Star Wars movie that comes out is, you know, like, give me one trailer and then, you know, just sell the rest of that, you know, experience preceding seeing the movie just through marketing. Like, you know, seeing clothes and, and stuff like that. Like if that. there was like, a leaked picture of a character. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't, that I don't doesn't do as much for yeah. me now, um, regardless of the Phantom or just these, you know, little things. Like like the monthly update, guys. I mean, that is the what we just got. That is awesome. 
and that is is really cool. It's so nice to get something again. It does feel good, but at the same time, I, I haven't said as much personally because I'm like, okay, this is cool, but like, I'm ready for the core stuff. That's when yeah. I'm really ready to get excited. We're here for the game, so yeah, you know, when I'm here the game for the game. Out. But um, but I but I don't blame anybody. I mean, there's a lot. Somebody I saw somebody online. I think Reddit, like maybe it was Twitter. Somebody t- had taken one of the photos of I think the AR, and like in the background, you could see the forklift, and people were like, forklift confirmed. And I thought that's hilarious that people find that, and people will do that. And it even if that's not a thing in the game, the forklift is still in the background there, and people people notice it. It's it's fun. It is fun to be a part of that, but it's just. I, I got I, my life is so busy, and I, I, I wanna, I wanna when I'm not talking about the more relevant things when they're really, really relevant. I wanna really just um, let the organicness flow. Like rather than Brian and I choose to talk about in detail the drip feed stuff that you guys have probably already read and read and read, maybe cover a few aspects of that if it feels important. And then just like talk about something else that we love about Halo or something else that like we just has been bugging us about Halo. Just let it go wherever. That's where him and I excel is when it's organic. Yeah, I think to give some context, um, when I was 11, I started waiting for the release of The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. It took three years for it to come out and I was 14 when it came out. And then I waited for Halo 3 to come out. And I waited for Halo Reach and Halo 4. I waited for the Hobbit trilogy. I waited for The Force Awakens. Like, And the thing is, like, I feel like very, very early on, like when I was a kid, somebody told me, like, oh, if you if you keep waiting for things, eventually you'll, your life will be over. And at the time it seemed ridiculous, but now I'm like, it's actually really true because I my wife laughs at me because she can pick any year and I'll say, oh, this video game came out that year this month because I, I that's how that's how I've lived my life for so long has been like I'm waiting for this and waiting for this and waiting for this you've heard Josh say before like I hope I don't die before this <laughs> yeah and it's always and you've, you've come to realize when you get this old you realize that like that's never going to end there's never going to be a point where I'm not excited for something else so it's it's kind of better to just like just kind of chill out and wait for it to come out in its own time and if I could say for me personally guys like sometimes I don't just in general, I mean, even if it's Star Wars, even if it's something unrelated, it's not a Halo thing. I don't anymore. Sometimes I just don't feel that, like, okay, I'll give you a good example because I'm terrible at explaining. Uh, yesterday evening, I saw that a Cloverfield sequel is announced. Like, and it sounds like it is going to be a sequel to that first Cloverfield movie. I love that movie, okay? I wanted a sequel, however they want to do it. I just want it. I think I retweeted it. Maybe I didn't, but like I thought about saying something about it, and then I just didn't do it because I just felt like I don't really, I don't really care, you know, to to add something to this, you know. I just don't, and and it's like with the with the the Halo stuff currently, or even with like Star Wars: The High Republic era, I haven't talked about much, you know, like on Twitter, for example. And I just uh, when I'm when I'm feeling like talking about something, I will. But I mean, for some people. They want to talk about every little bit that comes out, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just isn't really my thing, and I've kind of realized that doing this last year of um, Sacred Icon, you know, and I, I want to be there for the main things. I Not just, like, don't get me wrong, when Halo Infinite's come out, and it's a year past, and this game is just getting DLC and map, up, map pack updates, and it's not relevant. Still going to want to talk about Halo stuff, but when it's something new, when it's something we're sort of looking forward to... I don't want to just obsessively wait for that. Like I have so many things I'm into, and so many people that are that, that I know that are into different things. I want to interact with all those people, and I want to talk about different things. 
you know, I don't want to just limit myself to one thing, and that, that's just where I'm at personally. So it's not that it's not that I'm less into Halo. It's not that I'm, um, you know, it's not that I don't want to cover every aspect of Star Wars and get my opinion out there. Like, it's just there's so many opinions and so many voices, and enough people do it that sometimes I just, you know, I don't feel like I need to do it. You know, I kind of feel unhealthy. I don't need to be the center of attention, and I and I'm not implying anyone is, is going for that. I'm just saying I don't need to be the center of attention, and I don't feel threatened when someone else... Like, Brian sometimes will have a lot more to say about Star Wars than I will. I'm thinking all that stuff. I live that stuff. But Brian is just a better communicator. He's better. He's really good at talking about that stuff. I don't ever feel threatened. Brian's a Star Wars fan in his own right. That'd be silly for me to think, ah, Brian's the biggest Star Wars. Seems like the biggest Star Wars fan, you know? So I don't I don't feel the need to just put my, my, my two cents always out there. If I want to, I will. But I don't have an agenda behind it other than just like, I'm just airing my thoughts out. You know? That's it. So. Yeah, I think I think sometimes when I spend too much time on Twitter and social media and whatnot talking about all these different universes and future projects, it starts feeling healthy. It's like, wow, does my, my daily cycle of life, me just like anticipating and, and regurgitating the, the media we have out there because, you know, it's never going to end, you know, especially in the time now we got on all these different streaming services and all these It's fun though, systems. though. I mean, like, it's it good in a way too. because, I mean... Everyone's looking for escapism. That's why we play all these things. No one can deny that, that it's escapism in some way. Josh, so. we'll wrap this last, because he had the last part, but I think we pretty much great, answered already. Great questions, but, though, yeah. Yeah, let's wrap this up here. Um, what he said, we can, like I said, we pretty much already answered. Uh, he said, what's an idea for the community that you guys thought up but changed your mind on and why? I think we kind of already covered it. In the first year, we tried to do YouTube. We tried to do um, constantly writing articles on our, we had a website that we paid for, and I think... Those were all ideas of ways we wanted to expand uh, the podcast. But after reflecting, after doing it for a year, we kind of cut out all that chaff. And I think we're, we're focused now and we're zeroed in on the thing we really enjoy doing, which is the podcast. And this, what you're listening to right now, is actually a product of that. I think this is a, something new we're trying right now where we're, we're recording an extra side podcast just for our patrons, which I think something like that makes a lot more sense for us than like trying to do a YouTube channel because... We are podcasters, and we made our name on podcasting, and we have 25, I think, patrons, and this is a way for us to do more content for those people. So, uh, Yeah, and something we kind of got backwards, and we didn't mean to, was a lot of people know us and will constantly tell us they know us through the Twitter. And that makes sense. Brian has run that 99.8% of the time. I ran that just briefly. Um and Brian does an amazing job with it, and we wouldn't even be where we're at were it not for the Twitter and what Brian Brian has done. But the the podcast where we get together that that's our main thing, and we in sort of doing the Twitter and how we had built that up because I was behind Brian one hundred percent of the way, it wasn't like I was feeling differently about it. Um, that kind of led us to trying to expand into every territory. We saw how well we took off with Twitter and we thought, well, let's try it everywhere else pretty much. And you guys were so supportive and we got a lot of great feedback. Some things didn't work, you know, some things worked better than others, less than others, but it got overwhelming and we just didn't have the time for it. And, you know, sometimes like when we tried to do the playcast, my internet would be the complete bad booty and stuff like that. And it was just so tough and trying to figure that out around, um, our difference in schedules and stuff. And we just thought, man, we're getting farther away from what, why we really love doing this, which is Brian and I just hanging out and talking about it. And if we can kind of rotate that around and come back and reform 
under that to get a better to basically to to give a better perception of what we are as sacred icon and use the the twitter to support the podcast use the discord to support the podcast and then have everything kind of support one another through that foundation guys if that makes sense um that's where we're at now and it feels a lot better but it was a lot of trial and error and i i don't regret any of it because we wouldn't be here now i mean it may sound selfish but if at any point if at any point sacred icon just became work that we didn't want to do, I think we'd just quit because it's here for us to have a good time talking to each other yeah, about. And that's kind of, it, it's almost where it, it, it got to that point. It was fun. It was fun every step of the way, but we were doing so much that some of it felt like, okay, we have to cover this or we should try this, you know? And it's good. I'm always someone. Well, it was out of ambition to, to be, it was out of ambition to be like, on top of it at the same time or before everyone else, you know, you don't, you don't want to get on Twitter and see that, Oh, this YouTuber, or this podcast has covered something you haven't. So you started to feel like, Oh shit, we got to get out there. We got to cover it as quick as possible. Yeah. So we're not, I mean, last. It's, it's very much been us but learning about what it's like to be content creators. We don't and think kind of that figuring out where we fit. And now we just want to get back to basics and have fun. So guys, if we, if we want to do a bunch of oddballs, we're going to do a bunch of oddballs. If we're just we're not in the mood to do Halo, but we're always going to come back to Halo. And we're if we want to do uh, 50 episodes in a row of Halo, maybe some week we decide to do four episodes in a week of straight Halo or just, you know, 20 episodes in a row of, of oddballs. We're just going to do what's fun for us, and we hope you guys enjoy it. And there's never going to be when there, if there's something extremely relevant in Halo. It's good. We're, we're going to cover it. it up. Yeah, we're absolutely because you know, like, we're going to want to anyway. It's not like we. It's not. None of this is out of obligation. It's just we, we we got to a point where we were just like overwhelming ourselves trying to cover every field, and through that we got like Bilbo. We were like butter scraped over too much bread. Yeah, feeling sort like, of thin, like thinly stretched. Go back six months ago, and today I would have t- six months ago I would have told Josh I would have been like, Hey Josh, sorry. We're going to either have to not do your oddball on the Phantom Menace or do it after because we now have to cover the Waypoint article. That's what it used to be like. But instead, now we're just like, oh, we wanted to talk about Phantom Menace, so that's what we're going to do. You guys can read the article, and I'm sure it'll be just fine. So it's nothing too huge in it anyways. No, but it's, it's helped us. We went way over once again, uh, and and gave them. It's a good it. problem to have, right, guys? <laughs> For <laughs> you them, get more content with us, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, full deserve it. Full other episodes. So, but anyways, guys, uh, just let us know what you think about this, and uh, let uh, others know about what you can get at the Patreon for only a dollar. Bunch of extra content. So, thank the- you so much, and as always, keep it sacred, guys. Peace out. <laughs>